hello hello you guys and welcome back to on point my little podcast for all the cool girls out there obviously what was that what was that okay guys welcome to on point i don't know what what kind of energy i'm feeling right now i'm gonna be totally honest and just say you know i've just felt a little depressed and that's that i (laughs) just have no motivation to do anything i don't want to work i just want to be on a beach and relax and tan and do nothing for the rest of my life that's what i'm feeling right now like i just don't ever want to work another day in my life but i'm here recording this podcast because i actually like to do this stuff which is great um but i did read up not read up i remembered today that the last time I felt kind of because I'm not a depressed person I'm an anxious person and that's like what I'm kind of you know whoa oh my god what's the word diagnosed oh my god see I'm just not thinking today that is what I'm diagnosed with is depression Oh. (laughs) oh my god my brain is gone start over that I am diagnosed with anxiety. I'm not really diagnosed with depression. That's never really been my my struggle, you know? Like, I normally am a motivated person. I like to get out of bed. And it's almost like I have so many ideas for my life that that's what gives me anxiety. It's not that I don't have any motivation or drive to live like that, you know? So I rarely get depressed. But right now, I'm just like... No desire to do anything. <laughs> but I, again, I remembered that I felt this way the last time when I was on antibiotics and I am on antibiotics antibiotics right now. And I read up that they cancel out each other. Antidepressants and antibiotics can cancel out each other when you're on them. So I think maybe that's my problem right now because I'm on both. So maybe once this round of antibiotics is done, I'll, I won't be depressed anymore. (laughs) But you never know with me. It changes on a dime. On a dime? Is that a saying? I don't know. Anyway, oh my god, I'm just rambling on today. Today, we are talking about people pleasing, which is my biggest flaw in my personality. Okay, I wouldn't say it's my biggest flaw because I think overall, you know, there's benefits, I guess you could say, or pros and cons of, you know, trying to please others. And I think, you know, a lot of my success and my job and what I do being a performer is kind of being a people pleaser. It's just like the characteristic that you kind of have to have. Um, But the lines can get so blurred when it comes to who you're doing it for, if you're l- looking for validation, if you're doing it for yourself, you know. And I just kind of spent the morning diving into it because it's such like a phrase I throw out all the time. It's like, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. But what actually is that? And what are the symptoms? What is that like? What are the cons? Like, what? how does that affect your daily life? And I learned a lot. And I learned that it has a lot to do with my anxiety. And we're going to make some crazy changes to life. And that's what we're talking about today. So, I want to start with the definition of a people pleaser, which is a person who feels a strong urge to please others even at their own expense. And I feel like people pleasing can be, 
you know, mixed up with being kind or being like selfless. But the issue is and why it's like a negative thing to be a people pleaser is that it comes at your own expense. And that's what the definition says is like you're sacrificing your morals or your beliefs or your time or your energy to please others. And you're not really living for yourself. And that's totally me in a nutshell. I am a textbook people pleaser (laughs) and it sucks. I would say I don't think I was a people pleaser from a young age. And I don't know if like many kids really are. I don't know. I don't I just feel like kids kind of live for themselves always unless you're a different kind of kid. But in elementary school, I was just I didn't care what people thought of me. I didn't care about conflict or drama. Like I just kind of went about life living for myself, which was bad in that way because I was a mean girl. But as I've gotten older, I think I have transformed into this person that I I just don't really live for myself. I have such a hard time saying no. I will come up with crazy excuses or lies to get out of things because of my anxiety. It holds me back, but I I just want to please everyone. The idea of somebody not liking me or having something bad to say about me absolutely shatters me and kills me and keeps me up at night and I just want everyone to to like me (laughs) and I don't think that's like a crazy idea I think most people want everyone to like them but for me I think the problem is again when it comes with me sacrificing so much of myself to please others and to get that validation even though you know that doesn't really satisfy me so that's my problem. But there's basically two factors that can go into becoming a people pleaser. And the main one being self-worth issues, which I think is my problem, is like, I don't really know my worth or what I bring to the table. I'm not like fully 100% confident in who I am. So I'm just searching for that from everybody else. Um, And I think that's most people's problem when it comes to people pleasing. But it can also come from trauma and mistreatment and, you know, all that. So I kind of read up on like, I guess you could call it symptoms or just like things that you can look out for to spot a people pleaser. Number one being if you agree with everyone, even if you disagree. And this is so me. And it wasn't always like this for me because I remember in high school, I I was so into politics that if anyone like, oh my gosh, I remember... I was in my English class and there was like this group of Republican boys and they had this was like during the whole I think Trump had just gotten elected or something like that whole era and that like time. And I was so politically active and I knew so much. I was so knowledgeable and I literally did not care. I I remember I we had to do like a something where you have to like convince where you go up and you have to try to convince everybody of your point. And I was like, why you guys should all be feminists. And I literally went up in front of my English class of all these Republican boys, popular boys. And I didn't care. I was like, you know what? This is why you guys are all actually a feminist. And I I looked in each one of their eyes and I went, do you believe men and women should have equal rights? And if they were like, yeah. then I was like, well, then you're a feminist. And they were like, oh, so embarrassed. And it was just such a thing, but I didn't care at the time. And I just, I just knew what I believed in. I knew what I wanted. And it, 
it's not like I don't know what I believe in now, but I just don't have that like, what do you even call that? It's just like you just don't care what people think or are going to say about you because you know what you're doing is right and morally right to your character. And I feel like there was just so many other times that I just didn't like, even when it came to friends that posted politically, like I would always respond to all their stories with what I thought and and not even when it comes to politics. It's just like, you know, if a friend asked me to go to a dinner or something and I'm just like, yeah, and then I cancel last minute. Like I, I normally never did that. And now it's just so normal for me to make a plan knowing I'm not going to go just because I want them to be like happy and not have conflict or not be able to like say no right away and then cancel last minute. Then, it, you know, like that's just such a part of my, my life, my life now that it wasn't before. I feel like this can also come in so many other ways. Like and it, it doesn't have to be so dramatic like politics, but, you know, if you're sitting around a group of people and they all like this one dish that you're eating but you actually don't like it but you're just agreeing with everyone so like just to avoid any conflict or you know if someone is talking bad about some person and you don't agree with what they're saying you're just going to go along with what they say and and agree with them even if you disagree because you don't want to start any conflict or like be have all the attention all of a sudden be on your disagreement you know towards that and I know that's for me like I always just bite my tongue when I no, I don't agree with something. I literally just sit there and I'm like, oh, it's not even worth like talking about because I'm just, I'm. there's no good option for me. That's what I feel like with when I'm people pleasing is there's no good option because I could, I could just people please and, you know, the other person's happy. Does it cause me anxiety? Yeah, it does. Does it take my energy? Yes, it does. Or, I could say no and be strong and like know what I want, disagree, whatever, know what I believe in. And then I'm just so anxious because I'm now made the other person upset or mad or this or that. And then it's just a whole ball of anxiety anyway. So I'd rather just take the people pleasing option. And that's what goes through my head is like, there is no good option. And that's how also I am with boundaries is like, you know, I could just let someone step over my boundaries and at least they're happy, but I'm not. Or I could set a boundary, but I'm still not happy because I'm all worried that they're mad at me. And that's just textbook. People pleasing. Okay, next symptom of being a people pleaser is if you feel responsible for how other people feel. This is one that I deal with heavily and I have a story. I went to a John Mayer concert last week, which, okay, bring on the hate. Yeah, I went to Taylor Swift a couple weeks before, and then I went to John Mayer. I'm so sorry. I love his music. I'm not getting involved in the drama. He's my favorite artist. I don't care. I went to a John Mayer concert, and I brought my sister and my dad. And this is like, I mean, I go with my sister everywhere, but I don't really like go out to places with my dad like this or invite him to things like this ever so this was a first and I don't know I just I was sitting at this concert and it was a little bit different he did like a solo tour so it was just him and a guitar for like two and a half hours there was no band it wasn't it was all acoustic um and the whole time I was sitting there and I, I did get the tickets like I was the one that got the tickets and 
invited them and John Mayer's one of our favorite artists it's not like I have to question whether they don't know him or not because we all know all the songs like it's not like that but I was sitting there and I was so worried if they were having a good time if they wanted to leave like I looked over at my dad at one point and he was like his eyes were closed and I thought oh my god he's falling asleep he's bored like I looked at my sister and she was like she said something that she was tired at one point and I was like oh my god she's tired she doesn't want to be here like it's all my fault like and I took this responsibility that it was like you know all my my fault if they weren't having a good time even though there's like nothing I could have done and it's also in that situation why am I the one that is feeling bad when I'm the one that got these tickets and got this experience for them and like I always turn it around to feel like I'm the reason that nobody's having a good time and I just want and it doesn't matter what I wanted it doesn't matter if I wanted to stay from the first song till the very very last song like I in that moment would do whatever they want to do to make them happy you know I'll leave I'll do anything just just so that they're happy and that sucks because it totally ruined my whole experience and it's not even like they did anything literally they didn't even do anything but it ruined my whole experience because the whole time I was overthinking whether they were having a good time or not I really wasn't even enjoying the concert or like being there for myself and I remember sitting there and I was literally going through this in my head I was like why am I so anxious about them right now like this is for me right like this is for me I'm just gonna have a good experience right now like this is for me and I couldn't I couldn't get myself out of that headspace of just being paranoid that they were having a terrible time and I feel like I also do this a lot at dinners and, you know, that kind of results in me being the one that starts the conversations or asks the questions. And I'm such an active listener. I'm always reassuring everyone that I'm that they're important and that I'm listening to them, you know, whether it be like I, I, me and my sister do the same thing. Like when people are talking about like, yeah, like, oh, my God. Or right. Like we're always reassuring verbally when someone's telling a story or like looking them straight in the eye like I want to make sure that they're happy with their experience talking to me always and it makes me extremely uncomfortable to not like nod my head and like and answer like yeah like oh my god like it makes me uncomfortable and I've tried it before like just to sit in silence whether it be with my therapist or like with anybody just to sit in silence and actually just listen and like sit there it makes me beyond uncomfortable like crazy crazy uncomfortable and I don't know and and also in silences like I can't have silences I always have to fill every silence with whatever like oh my god that's crazy that's my one that's crazy always and I'm over it I'm just over it like I I want to be that like strong person that just just lives for themselves but not in like a selfish mean way just in a way that like they're doing what's best for their well-being and they're gonna give you their best part of themselves because their energies is charged up because they're not using it and pleasing all these other people all the time you know what I mean next kind of sign you're a people pleaser is if you always say yes um and whether you actually follow through with it or you back out last minute just saying no is the hardest thing for me like if someone asked me like hey do you want to do dinner tomorrow night or you know let's do dinner next Thursday I'm always like yes that sounds so good let me um check my schedule and get back to you or like I'll even just agree to it knowing I'm not gonna go knowing I'm gonna back out but like or 
just always like I'm always even if I have a really busy week and I I know I can't really fit it in like the better option for me is just to say yes and then back out last minute which this is a trait that I hate that I've adapted because I I don't want to be a flaky person and I feel like so many people at least where I live it's like I remember my mom saw me say yes to someone or like I don't know what it was. I think I was getting my hair done or makeup done or something. And and I, I was like, yes, for sure. Like, you can come to my to my dance concert. And I had no tickets left. I had nothing. Like, I knew it wasn't possible for them to come to my dance concert. And then later my mom was like, why did you why did you say that they, that, that they can come or you can try to get them a ticket? Like, when you know you can't. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just couldn't in that moment just say like, no, sorry. Like, I couldn't disappoint them in that moment. And she's like, you don't want to be that kind of person that, that people can't rely on or like just be flaky and and cancel last minute or not answer like I hate people like that yesterday I made a plan with my two friends one of my friends texted in a group chat and was like what are you guys doing tonight like let's let's hang out and I was like yes for sure the other friend answered yes okay for sure um, and I was like, okay, we can do it at my house. Everyone's like, perfect. I give them, what about 6.30? How's 6.30? They're like, great, perfect. And this was at like maybe four or even like, yeah, it was like at 4 p.m. that we agreed on the time. And then it came around to like 6.30 and I get a call from one of the friends and they're like, I'm not going to leave my house until I know the other person, your other friend is is coming because I know she's going to cancel. And I was like, what, what? I literally was all prepared and ready it's 6 30 already like I I was ready for everyone to come over you know and I canceled all every I didn't make any other plans like I I reserved my night for this and and then I was like no she won't like she wouldn't do that so then I call her no answer no text back for two hours and the other friend was like I knew it like and I was like well you can come anyway but it was just kind of like I got kind of upset I was like why would you reserve my night knowing that that's not gonna you're not gonna follow through with it and it's something that I do all the time and I don't realize how it affects other people and that was like an eye-opener for me is like I don't want to be that kind of person I want to be a reliable like 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 cool person that people can can know will show up for them you know I don't want to be that flaky LA friend and that there's just so many people like that and I'm not saying that these two friends are like that all the time but I don't know. I just think it's a it's a characteristic that's important to me and something that I really, really want to try to work on. That being said, you know, maybe they're both people pleasers and they both said yes and they knew they were going to back out last minute like I do, you know, and in that situation, what I would have wanted from them is just honesty and whether it be even at 630 when they were supposed to come like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm I'm really tired right now. Can we please do another night this week? Like, instead of just not answering like that's the better option always but just being honest earns you so much more respect and that's what I have learned and I listened to Jay Shetty's podcast on people pleasing this morning and he said people pleasing and like pleasing in general gets you liked but honesty gets you respect and that's like the main theme I feel like of this podcast episode right now Okay, next sign you're a people pleaser is if you're uncomfortable, if someone is angry at you. Oh my God, I can't have bad blood or conflict for even a minute. Like when me and my boyfriend argue or fight, like 
his style is that he has to go and just take time and like gather his thoughts and then we talk again like in a couple hours or like even just to like un- like he likes to go to bed and then wake up in the morning I'm like no I need to finish this now I cannot sit here knowing that we're not in a good place I can't like and it's so common I hear feel like I hear couples go through this all the time it's like that's just my style of I can't sit with discomfort ever and that's like also what my therapist has been working on with me is is to get me more uncomfortable in every aspect of my life whether it be sitting in discomfort with people that are angry at me or in arguments or you know going out of my comfort zone like that's just the overall theme of my year is just to get get a little more uncomfortable which is so weird but I can't stand when people are mad at me my like when me and my mom fight I immediately walk into her house and I, I I'll do anything I'm like I'm so sorry it was all my fault and I'll say things that I don't even mean just to like make sure there's no conflict because I can't stand that like feeling and that's a people-pleasing number one tactic is just like you know taking the blame resolving the issue because you don't want to sit with that discomfort even if it's not what you morally believe in and that's you know what we already talked about is you you just can't have people mad at you or have people not like you for any reason and it sucks but in reality if you do sit with that discomfort you learn so much you come to a way better conclusion the relationship with the person will probably be better because you're not saying things you don't mean you're not just like putting a little band-aid on it you're actually healing what's happening you know and that's like where all the strength and self-work comes in that's where you grow is in those moments of discomfort so it's really important but so hard when you just want to please everybody and make sure everyone's happy all the time. I kind of feel like this has something to do with being a child of divorce. And I think that those being a people pleaser and being a child of divorce are very in line because I grew up just wanting my mom and dad to to get along or in high school. I just wanted them to get along. I wanted them to talk. I never wanted there to be a problem. I wanted to you know, talk to each member of my family. I was the one that would talk to each member of my family to make sure everybody, like, even if my mom and sister were fighting, I'm upset, I'm scared. My brother and my mom, like, I just don't want conflict. I remember watching an episode of Jane the Virgin and she had written a note from, like, was it from her mom to her grandma? A fake note apologizing because she hated seeing them fighting. I was like, that is so me. Okay, next symptom of being a people pleaser. You act like people around you. I say this all the time. I am a chameleon. I think I might have talked about it in my episode like two weeks ago, but I'm a chameleon. It doesn't matter if you place me next to a bank accountant or Rihanna. Like I'm going to figure out a way to relate to both of them and like almost morph into what they want to hang out with. And it's like, I just don't even know what my identity is, like what I bring to the table because I'm constantly adapting to all these different personalities and these people that I just don't know. Like when I went to this LA dinner with friends and I'm sitting there and all they're doing is talking shit about different people. I morph into that kind of mean girl. It's just not who I am. And I know it. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is not who I am. But in order for these people to like me and please them, 
I'm just going to buy into whatever they're doing so that they're, they have a good night and they have a good time with me and they have good things to say about me. Because if I actually sat there and did what I want to do and sat there and was like, you know, like, I don't really want to talk bad about people. I don't want to like talk about them. Like they're actually a really nice person. That's why would you say that? Like, and I started questioning them. Oh my God, they would have the worst time. They would feel like a terrible person. They would go home, tell all their friends that I suck. And you know, like it would be awful. It would make the whole rest of the dinner uncomfortable if I did that, even though that's genuinely what I want to do. But just, it's just so, it's so weird. There's just no way to win. I feel like it's just, what's that? What's the answer in that situation? You know, is it just to be silent or is it to speak your mind and say that, but then lose a relationship over that, which, you know, if that's the situation and you're morphing into these people to be accepted, maybe that's not the best relationship for you, you know? So I don't know. It's just a big question. (laughs) It's just so much to think about. Okay. Next sign you're a people pleaser is if you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. There are crazy stories that I have come up with to avoid conflict. There's crazy lies that I come up with. I feel like on the daily to avoid conflict, like what is it like with my mom I'll be I'll be going and this is crazy okay today I had a nail appointment and I was scared to tell my mom because I was scared she was going to be mad that I didn't invite her or like invite her to come to the nail salon or book her an appointment even though that wasn't even what we talked we never talked about it but I thought she would be mad that I didn't say it so I was like I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say to her? Now I'm going to be stressed going there. She's mad at me for not inviting her. So I'm just going to lie. Okay, what's a good lie? I'm going to the grocery store. Oh, but then she'll be mad at me and she'll ask me to get her her something. So what, what else could I say? Like, I literally go through all these great lengths just to like avoid disappointment, the feeling of of someone being disappointed or, or unhappy with me. And it, it, it sucks because I don't want to be a liar and I don't want to be a white liar at all and I find myself doing that all the time when I'm like had said yes to plans and I'm backing out last minute it's like okay now I've go to great lengths to to disappoint them in a good way even though I'm just not feeling it right now and I don't want to tell them the truth you know so I feel like that's also a big part of it next sign you're a people pleaser is if you don't admit your feelings are hurt this one's a little bit iffy for me because I feel like in the moment it's really hard for me to admit my feelings are hurt with a lot of people but I've gotten better at it like I I feel like recently I went through something where someone said something at a dinner and then it affected me for the rest of the week and I started questioning it and questioning it and I was like regretted so bad that I didn't just call it out and be like you know what why did you say that like can you give me reasons why you said that and ever since that I was like I'm not gonna let someone say something that without without questioning them back or admitting that they hurt my feelings in that way because it carries on for my whole week and it ruins my whole week because I'm an obsessive person so if someone says something bad about me or something about my life I think about it for so long you know like I'm not again I'm not so confident in who I am and my worth and and my morals that I'm just like someone can say something and it goes in one ear and out the other like I really do take it into account so I was like it's a disservice to me to and to them to just let it let it slide because I'll probably just build up resentment for them and never want to see them again or you know in reality maybe it's not what they meant or or they do have reasoning for it and you can have a discussion about it but 
I feel like I have such a hard time calling out that kind of stuff. The moral of the story is the more you people please, the more you're searching for outer validation, the more your energy is spreading thin, you know, and the more you you value yourself less. That's what I feel, at least, is like the more I keep saying yes to all these people and, and spreading myself thin and all my energy, the less like quality time I'm actually having and I'm not even living for myself at that point. Like, it should be a two-way street if someone wants to hang out with me. It should be that I genuinely want to hang out with them too. I'm not just doing it because I'm scared to say no or or scared that they'll be mad at me. You know, I feel like when you say yes, you should really be firm in your decision. Know that you're going to show up for that situation harness that energy and then actually have good quality time and I feel like that will invigorate you so much more than just spreading yourself thin all the time I know that's so hard to think about but it's hard especially in this day and age when we don't really schedule things like I'm not like hey what are you doing on Friday for dinner let's plan something and it's Monday like I'm more of a hey what are you doing tonight let's hang out type of person and even if it's like let's hang out tomorrow I know if I text someone, okay, like maybe let's do dinner tomorrow. Even if I said that right now to someone, they it would it wouldn't be a for sure thing. Like we're probably gonna cancel it or no one's gonna text or follow up, you know? And I feel like that sucks. Like in the olden days, it would be like, Hey, we're gonna meet at this restaurant at seven PM next Friday and there was no other way to contact except for like mail or or there wasn't really phones or texts, like and they just you knew you had to show up which is crazy. Like, I almost wish it was like that now, but I don't know, man. Something my mom always told me growing up when I had birthday parties, because I was always so anxious at my birthday parties that no one was having a good time. I wasn't going to be a good host. It was going to be a terrible party. Everyone's going to go home and, and say how terrible it was. Like, And even to this day, I hate having birthday parties or anything or being responsible to host a party like that because I'm so worried that people aren't going to have a good time. And this is so common with so many people. I don't know like truly one person that isn't nervous at a birthday party of their own, but my mom would always be like, you know, the best thing that you can do is like you should just go sit in the corner. She obviously I was like in high school and I didn't even do this at the time, but she's like People will be the most comfortable and have the most fun at your birthday party if you're in the corner, relaxed, smoking a J, don't even care, um, you know, and are just so confident that you're having a good time, then everyone else is comfortable enough to, like, have a good time on their own. But if you're all anxious and stressed, then no one else is going to have a good time. And I feel like that's kind of a, a thing for life. Also, when I have friends over and I'm hosting them or having a dinner, it's like, if you're having a good time, you're making that comfortable energy and everyone else is going to feel that and have a good time too. Rather than, you know, freaking out, pacing around, making sure everyone's having a good time, having food, having this, like, you should just be relaxed. That's the best. Like, when you go into someone's house, and you know that too, like, I want to be that house that you went to as a kid where it was just, like, so fun and relaxed and you can just go get a water if you want or a snack if you want. Like, my house is your house vibes. Like, the houses that you went in that were so strict and they were trying to like please you and do all this like that those were the worst environments you know you just want to have like relaxed relaxed vibe which is not my vibe unfortunately but that's what we're trying for so we all have homework 
this week and that's to say no (laughs) which is crazy I feel like a couple episodes ago I was like I'm gonna say yes now because I need to get out of my comfort zone more so I have to say yes more this is different okay this is totally different I'm just saying you know we have to put ourselves first and our energy first and not spread ourselves so thin they tell you when the plane's going down to help yourself put your oxygen mask on first before you help others and I feel like that's you know a metaphor for life is like if you're not taking care of yourself and knowing who you are and knowing your morals and and bringing that to the table then you're not going to feel so satisfied and validated by by your own life which is so important because other people's validation comes and goes and you know that so if you're not so strong and and who you are then you're not going to really have that sense of direction you know so your guys's homework and my homework is to say no and i know that so much harder said than done and I know for me it's like how do you say no without feeling guilty and feeling even worse afterwards than if you just said yes and and pleased the person for the time being you know and I'd say most importantly you should focus on what the good things saying no will bring you know I will sit at home and and refresh my body and harness my energy so that I'm able to have a better time with this person that I'm saying no to or you know I'm not spreading myself so thin I'm gonna do this and this like focus on the good that saying no will bring that's that's your you're saying that you just need to put through your head when you feel guilty for saying no but that's all I have for you I honestly am still working on this myself and I I'm going to work on it because this has motivated me and I think it has a lot to do with my daily anxiety is just living for other people, being anxious that people don't like me, don't aren't having a good time because of me. And it's so negative and it's so self-loathing that it's just it can't be good for you. You know, I want to be a strong willed person, knowing what I want, my morals, my politics, my everything, because that's where your happiness lies and I think that's what will gain you more respect from other people and you know the people that are mad at you for saying no or not respecting your boundaries aren't the people you want in your life anyway you know so that's also something to remember but I love you guys so much that's all I have for you guys today thank you for tuning in to On Point I can't wait to talk to you guys next week I love you so much and we're gonna work on it together and that's what we're gonna do every week I love you. Bye.